KHP 010 Mine I was an employee for E.M. Smith Mining. I was one of the shift leads for the mine. It was located in central Pennsylvania, between Clearfield and Snowshoe. I don't want to get any more specific than that, because I don't want retaliation from the company against me. I worked in the mines in some form for about 27 years, and during that time I've seen my fair share of cave-ins, collapses, accidents, derailments, spills, and sadly, deaths. But I wouldn't put the following into any of those categories. This story created its own category in my mind. It occurred in the summer of 1952. E.M. Smith's mine was located near Tipple, by the railroad tracks where trains would be filled with coal for transport. We usually had a few hundred tons of storage prepared for the train cars that would arrive throughout the day. The vein of coal we were mining was deep underground by this point, nearly half a mile into the hillside. We had a shaft dug into the side of the hill that we worked from, and a rail system in place to move product out of the mine and then down to the tipple. I was working alone, at the end of a small offshoot from the main tunnel. I had been working this particular vein of coal for damn near the entire month. I had nearly filled my cart when I heard the sound of Arthur and his mule click-clacking down the rails towards me. I felt my light grow stronger as his lantern light illuminated behind me. He attached the mule to the cart and began pulling it out. I heard him leaving for a few minutes while I pulled coal off the walls around me. Soon, I heard the click-clacking again, and he returned with my empty cart that he had drug in behind him. Arthur detached the mule from the cart and left me with the pleasure of refilling it. I heard him mumble something that probably meant see you in a bit before he walked up the shaft and out of sight. I worked for 30 minutes before deciding to check up on the rest of the crew in the other offshoot to see how much progress they had made the last hour or so. I picked up my lantern, a thermos-sized cylinder that contained a large battery with an enclosed lit light bulb on top, and proceeded into an offshoot of the main tunnel. I walked down that offshoot for a few feet, looking into the deep darkness in front of me for another light that would mark the other workers' locations. I found them and chatted with them, and after looking at my watch, told them that this would be the last carts for the night. Once it was done, they could head home. I went back, crawling into my little hovel that I had etched out for myself. I began working vigorously, pulling as much product as I could off the walls and ceiling as I could. I remember thinking, at the rate this shaft was expanding, that we were going to need a new timber shipment brought in within the month to shore it up. Once I figured I amassed enough coal to fill the cart to a satisfactory level, I began shoveling it in. I must have been about halfway through this process when I heard familiar sounds of footsteps padding down the shaft towards me. I continued to fill the cart until it was almost full, and I began walking to see who had come down the shaft, as the only people that should have been making noise were the workers when they were leaving 
or Arthur bringing a mule in, which is not what I heard. I proceeded up the shaft. A dim lantern, every ten or so timbers, was lit to guide your path, so that you wouldn't get turned around in the darkness. Not hearing anyone in my offshoot, or the couple of offshoots from mine, I headed back to grab my things at the end of the tunnel. When I turned the corner to my little spot, I stopped for a second. I had the feeling like when you enter a room and forget why you're there. I just stood there, dumbfounded for a while before beginning to walk forward. There's no way I was in the correct shaft. I must have taken a wrong turn or taken the shaft too early, but I was certain that I didn't. Sitting in front of me was the minecart that I had filled, but it was empty of all the coal, my pickaxe resting against the side of the cart. I walked up to the empty cart, ducking my head slightly as the ceiling was barely tall enough to stand upright in. I looked back into the dirt. Every single piece of coal that I had just filled that cart with, was now out of the cart and placed back onto the wall of the mine shaft, as if I had never extracted it. There is no way that I should have been seeing this. I sat there for an hour, loading that damned cart, before leaving to see who was making the noises. Maybe Arthur came down and switched out the carts when I was down another offshoot looking for people. No, I would have heard the mule's metal shoes on the railway as he approached. Besides, the tunnel must have a three-foot spanning difference, as the coal had been put back in its original place. There's no way Arthur or anyone else could have done that. Once again, I spent the time pulling the coal out, piling it, and loading it onto the cart, prepping for the mule when I stopped and listened. A sound from the main tunnel caused me to turn around quickly, and looked towards the exit. Again, I heard voices, and the muffled sound of footsteps on the soft ground of the mine shaft. These sounds were definitely in the main tunnel. Taking my pickaxe and equipment with me, I began walking towards the exit, listening to the voices as I went, trying to hear any words within it. There were three or four distinct voices, but it was distant and muffled. I walked past a major branch of the mine shaft when I heard the voices suddenly from my left, down an offshoot that we deemed inadequate because the vein of coal was too small to be worth our time right now. That tunnel had been closed for months. It had a barricade and warning in front of it due to unsteady soil and a threat of collapse. In fact, we had pulled the bracing timbers from three different support columns to purposefully collapse a portion of the tunnel back into stronger soil to prevent any accidental cave-ins. I stepped around the barrier and began walking down the tunnel towards the sound of the voices. My lantern was raised. I walked for a while before I saw a light in front of me turn the short bend and move out of sight. I was catching up with the people down here. At the time, I didn't think they were employees of the company because everyone knew to stay out of that tunnel due to the safety concerns. Some teenagers were probably looking for dynamite, alcohol, or something else. I couldn't blame them. There was nothing to do in town besides cause a ruckus. I knew the collapsed portion of the mine was going to be coming up soon, and there would be no other way out if they were trying to run from me. I rounded the bend where I saw the light go around, 
and stopped dead in my tracks. In front of me stood the remains of the mine shaft. Some older timbers laid broken and forgotten. I stepped back, kind of frightened that there was no one here. I decided to leave the mine then. Perhaps I had been in a pocket of carbon monoxide without knowing, and was suffering from them hallucinations they talk about. I got back over the barrier and began walking to the exit, to fresh air. The tunnel was only about six feet wide and six feet tall, and every dozen or so feet, a set of thick timbers held up the walls around me to prevent my death from cave-in and collapse. I was walking for what I estimate to be about 40 minutes before I finally realized something was wrong. It had never taken me this long to leave the mines. At least I should have seen another person or another offshoot to another tunnel by now. I stopped, looked around and turned back to go to my original spot at the end of the mine shaft where I had filled the cart. I guessed that my lantern battery would only last an hour or so before it went out. Maybe I could borrow one of the ones from the lanterns hanging on the timbers. Within a couple minutes, I had reached the back of the mine shaft. Much less time than it had taken to go the other way. I stopped and sat for a minute, thinking. I only had one way to get out of here. Even if I was suffering from poisoning, I had to get out, or it was only going to get worse. I took a piece of coal in my hand and began walking, marking each timber I passed with a line that was straight up and down. I walked for about ten minutes before one of the timbers that I went to place a mark on already had one. There was no way I got turned around. The tracks only go in one direction, and I've been following them religiously the entire time. I put another mark to my original one and continued down the shaft until I came to a set of bracing timbers that had two marks. Somehow I was going in circles while my only route was a straight line. I know it sounds crazy, but I began to panic. I screamed for someone, anyone, to come help me. I marked the timbers with a third, fourth, tenth, twentieth marking. The entire time, I never saw, heard, or felt any other presence in that mine besides me. My headlamp died around Mark Four, so I grabbed a lantern off the timber. For some reason, these lantern batteries never faltered. Around Mark Nine, I began hearing voices. Whispers telling me to just stop and wait. Someone's going to come for me eventually. Saying that I would never get out. Telling me that I would perish in the dark caves. I kept walking, though. Never taking my eyes off the rails in front of me. I must have been walking for five hours before I noticed a change. I finally found a timber that didn't have a marking on it. Twenty-seven marks is what it finally amounted to. Twenty-seven times I walked the same patch of mine shaft, seeing the same exact things over and over and over. Eventually I saw a cutout for storage and cart transfers. I knew I was close to the exit. Maybe five more minutes of walking. When I saw the exit, I began running. I opened the iron main door at the entrance and turned my lantern off. I walked into the clearing and collapsed against an empty barrel. So relieved to be out of that hole. After catching my breath, I got up and went over to the mules. They were all there. Arthur was long gone as the mules were already done with their food for the night. I really was in that mine for hours. 
and no one was around to notice. My ears perked up suddenly, hearing a sound. Voices from the mine shaft. I jumped into the pen with the mules and hid behind the fencing, peering through a slat. After a few moments, I began to see a light appear in the entryway of the mine. Voices became louder and more pronounced. Three people went to the iron door and opened it. I saw the first exit the mine, lantern in hand. Then the other two close behind him. They weren't dressed like miners or anyone I had ever seen before. They were wearing what looked to be their Sunday best while walking through a dirty coal mine. They seemed to be spotless, too, even after walking through. They sat around the entrance for a few minutes, talking quietly to themselves, before one of the mules snorted and huffed, startling them. They walked over to the pen, within inches of me, just on the other side of a wooden fence. They pet the mules and laughed between themselves, feeling embarrassed that they were startled. Then they walked away, up and out of the mining site, up the hill and onto the main road. I stood up and watched their lantern's light slowly getting smaller and smaller until it disappeared from view. I'm not sure why those men were in the mine, what they were doing, or how they were so spotless after being in there. I can only assume that they were up to no good. I'm not sure how I got lost either. I've avoided going into the mines without someone with me to try and prevent that from happening again. The coal tipple is still there today. So are the shafts. The entrance is buried, though, but I know where it's at. I hear stories every decade or so that a major rainstorm caused part of the ground to sink into the mine shaft below. It gave you a nice little hole, maybe a foot or so wide, just enough to look down into the ground below you. If you look down in one of these holes, you can see the timbers still holding the mine upright, bits of old railway still in there too. Some locals have told me that they heard strange sounds coming from that small hole before they filled in. Whispers and voices. They get the feeling that someone's going to just step out from the darkness and look up at you. If you know where to dig, the opening of that mine's only five or six feet under the soil. My advice? Don't go looking in the darkness of a mine shaft for something that could potentially hold you there forever. I feel like I was lucky. Maybe something wanted me to tell this story and let me go. Spread word of warning to others. Maybe the next people it decides to let walk in circles will be doing it until they die. Trapped under feet of dirt. Their screams. Cries for help. Their last breaths. Never to be heard by anyone. If you enjoyed this story, please leave a review of the show on iTunes. If you want to hear more stories, go to patreon.com slash khp to gain access to exclusive content. The link will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>